created live on Fireside. Hello, hello. Welcome to YNS Live. And I'm doing a solo show today. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what is our purpose, right? What are, um, what are we meant to be doing here as humans? Uh, I know that sounds like a kind of a very broad topic, but it really, every time I do an interview, every time I talk to someone, we really get into, are we following the purpose that we were meant to be in it? Whether again, you believe in the universe, whether you believe in God, I truly believe that we all have a purpose. I do believe in God and I do believe that um, we don't all find our purpose, but there's times where the universe, God is kind of sending us signals, putting people in our path, putting opportunities in our path that we don't always jump on because we don't realize. And so I think it's really important now to kind of take a breath and watch what's going around and what's happening around you and to find that time that you really can do that. So a lot of us are just moving, moving, moving. Now, anyone that knows me, they're laughing because they're like, you're like always moving. I am always moving, but I know that when I walk my dogs, I can be very um, alert. I can be very in my in my head where I can kind of daydream and um, and really kind of be one with myself, if that makes sense. And I know it sounds corny, but not everyone has that time. They don't realize when that time is important for them. So I want to kind of challenge all of us to really find that time, find that time that you can let your brain kind of go. You can um, really step out of yourself and be like, okay, what am I meant to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing? Another thing that is a really good indicator that you are not in the path that you're supposed to be in is if you feel unsettled. So there's many people that you talk to that are, you know, that life is good, it's fine, but they don't feel they don't feel fulfilled. They just are going through the motions. Maybe they have a job that they enjoy, but it's like, you know, doesn't excite them and it's just like, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. This is my life. And I really want everyone to stop and think. If you are feeling unsettled, it is most likely you are not what you're supposed you're not doing what you're supposed to be or what you're meant to be doing. What this show is about is about are we living the purpose that we are meant to be living? Are we in the path that either the universe or God is supposed to happen? And do you know that time where you really can listen and figure out, okay, you know, let, let me kind of get into my head. Let me like look around me. Let me pay attention to the people that I'm meeting. Let me pay attention to opportunities that are happening because I truly believe all of those opportunities, all of those people that are put in our path are put in our path for a reason. It can be a very small reason. It can be a reason that we don't realize for years or months later. So um, I think it's a very important thing for us to really be able to do that. So if you, any of you guys want to come up and kind of join, but you would like a question to be answered or you wanted to join the conversation, please raise your hand. I'm happy to have you. So a little background about me. My name is Juliette Hahn. I am the host of YNS Live here on Fireside. I also am the host of YNS Live with NFL Thread. Some really fun stuff happening. I'm also the host of Your Next Stop, which is a pre-recorded show, but I interview people that have followed a passion and turned it into a business. 
I hear that is this kind of similar format, except we get into more deep conversations. And I also have single shows. And then I have a workshop that helps people find their creative passion and turn that into a business, which is really fun. And I do one-on-one work with people. I also do groups. I do um, keynote speaking. I will do group workshops where I kind of dive into that workshop. It's something that you can do in a weekend. It's something you can do in a day if you really, you know, kind of want to sit and put yourself in in a room and figure that out. But I ask some really poignant questions. It's a really one of these workshops that you really get thinking, but, um, and then you kind of put action to the test, which is fun. Uh, and so I have that going on as well. I also have just been recently asked for a corporation to kind of help their employees be able to tell the brand's story, to be able to talk to the people that they are cold calling, being able to connect with them through storytelling. So those are the, some of the things that I'm doing. If you guys have any interest, again, please, you can reach out to any of my platforms. But again, anyone in the audience that wants to kind of jump up and join this conversation of what is your purpose? What? Why are we here? What are we meant to be doing? Are you in that purpose? Are you in something that you are kind of feeling like you were meant to follow? Like I know when I started my podcast, and then I started interviewing and doors just kept opening. These opportunities kept happening. Um, I was you know, interviewing more people, putting more people, networking and have them um, meet. I was like, this, this is what I'm meant to be doing. I'm going to be turning 48 at Christmas. That's my birthday. And um, everything that, thank you, thank you. Everything that has led up to this moment, I was meant to do. I was meant to stay home with my children because that's what I wanted to do. I was meant to kind of... Um, get more into myself and, and know where my passions are and wh- what I wanted to do. Did I still want to be in the corporate world after my children grew a little bit? I mean, they're still young, but um, I do have these kind of things that are kind of presenting themselves in front of me. And the more I am doing these sort of things, these fireside chats, my podcast, my workshop, my keynote speaking, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm meant to be doing. So Lily, welcome to the stage. And um, I would love for you to kind of join in this conversation. Hi, thank you, Julia. Um, You're always inspiring. And I always enjoy listening to you talk about storytelling. Thank you. And um, also, for me, um, uh, I think communications, um, you know, for me, um, a bit more behind the scenes, but I've always enjoyed whether sharing photos, more like creative, or I think just kind of, um, I've always found a place um, being creative and in storytelling and especially digital storytelling. And now kind of as I wandered into audio, so it just kind of all seems to work together. And although, you know, not really um, in some ways professionally, you know, with content creation, but also just having fun. I love that. And I mean, that's the thing. Some people think, right, if they um, are not making a huge career or they're not making money in what they're doing, that it's not it's not supposed to be happening. And that's so not true because really a lot of times we fall into what we're meant to be doing and it, it you're not making money right away, right? You're working behind the scenes. You're figuring things out. You're figuring out, oh my gosh, I'm really good at that. Or, oh, oh I love that. And the more you do that, that is... Um, something that will then financially turn into something that's going to, you know, kind of uh, drive you. Um, so Lily, thank you for jumping up. I always enjoy, uh, you know, seeing you in here and um, I love what you're doing. I think it's fun. And I think it's fun that you have found what really inspires you, right? Right, right.
Yes, of course. Of course. Anyone else? Um, so I'm going to, Shelby. So I'm just dropping my son off right now, but I had to join because um, I love that conversation because um, it's not always about the money. I mean, of course we work to make money, but I think it is discouraging, you know, when you, so key socks. Bye, honey. So, um, so I invented the very first no-show knee-high sock in the market. As you know, Juliet, you love them. Love them. Um, nine years. Can you believe? Nine years. Took two and a half years just to get the right opening because nobody's ever come up with the idea before. And they're all hand cut. Um, but yeah, I just think it's all about, you know, if you find a problem and or you have a problem and you find the solution, I think you just have to put your blinders on, like I said before, and you just keep going and you just keep doing it and then spread the word one day at a time. And that post that you posted the other day that said, you know, write a goal, write it, you know, you have your goal, write it down. And it's really just the small steps every day that become the big picture, right? Yes. Yes. Well, and the other thing is, and I say this and I really, truly believe it. And, you know, you'll, you'll get the naysayers that are like, oh, whatever. It's like, you know, all unicorns and fluff. But I truly believe if you can create it in your mind, you can make it happen. Now, not everything is meant to happen, but everything right. that you can create in your mind is so important to kind of lay it out there. It's funny. I was having this conversation with my daughter um, this weekend. She's got a fabulous, uh, fabulous creative mind and she loves she loves reading she loves books and so rick riordan is who created percy jackson is one of her favorite authors and he just came out with a new book she literally listened to it in i feel like a weekend and so she was telling me all about it and it was really cool for me and i was driving and she was sitting there talking it's the way sometimes you know people will say oh my gosh you do so much driving with your kids and sports but it's a really special time because i get to really connect with them and kind of get into a space where we're just can sit and talk and so she started telling me about the story and the details and all of this. And I just looked at her and I was like, you're a really great storyteller. And she's like, thanks, mom. And I said, have you ever thought of like making your own, your, you know, creating your own story? And she's like, I have. And I've like taken some notes and I was like, so she's 12. So she's young. Yeah. And I was like, I yeah. really love that you're doing that. She's like, I really think she's like, mom, there's, I was thinking the other day, I would rather, I would rather never be like, I don't ever want to be bored. I always want to create things. So like the fact that I can create them in my brain and not like be bored. And I'm like sitting there with like, of course, like the biggest grin on my face. Cause I'm like, yes. She's like, so I kind of would rat, like, I think I want to be like an FBI spy. And I was like, oh wow. Or like an assassin. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, smiling me. so big right now thinking about that right? because it's all about the creativity and the excitement. Yes. I mean, that's you, you know, at 50 years old, I'm like, I still feel like I'm 17. Cause I'm like, it's all in perspective of the way we feel about life and how yes. we wake up and tell ourselves what story we want to hear that day. It's just one day at a time. And so true. And I said to her, I was like, listen, I want you, I want you to put in your notes somewhere, right? What this conversation we just had, because oh. in, in five, 10, 16, whatever years, I want you yeah. to go back and see if you are doing what you said that you were doing. Because there's so many times I'll speak to a client or talk to someone or, to, you know, have an, a, an interview and someone will come up and say, I'm doing what I always loved doing when I was little. And I never really thought that that could be created into a job. But like wow. the fact that she can like sit there and create these things. And that's what she said. She's like, I mean, I guess it would be cool like being an actress. She's like, but then I think like the fame would be annoying. She's like, 
But like, if you could be like in a spy movie or do all that. And then what did she say? This was actually really cool. She goes, maybe like a detective, but then I don't know if I want to see all like the, like the dead things. She's like, I think that would make me sad. She's like, maybe being like a detective in like, um, like, uh, what did, what did she say? I was so like, I was so like in awe of her. She's like, maybe in like, um, not like the murder stuff, but like the, the stealing, like people that steal or like create that stuff. Cause I feel like there'd be less death and gore and that wow. but it's, you would be able to like solve a puzzle and like get in deep and like learn people's minds, how they did that or how did they steal that and, and, and follow that and put those puzzles together to like to solve a mystery. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, wow. Right. And I said to her, I just always, you know, like electronics, you know, electronics get in the way of everything these days, I feel like, but some, sometimes they can be good. I mean, she listens to her books. She does read her books as well. Like when she's going to sleep, but there's times where she listens. And I just said, honey, I just want you to always remember this because there's something in there that like you, you know, that you would rather, I think that's what she said. I'd rather have a short life, but an exciting life than a long, boring life. Uh, I, I know, but then I was like, okay, well, let's, how about you create an exciting life? Because I'm never going to. Because she is a mom like you, because she is a mom Aww. that encourages her to do that. And my um, daughter is, she's so into astrology. She loves, like, oh, so and so is a Scorpio and they have a, you know, moon rising. And she's so interested. She draws it and she'll draw it. And, you know, I said to her the other day, I said, you are so amazing. You're so creative. I said, um, and she's always like listening to like her podcast in the morning. She's listening to like crime shows. So she sounds like your daughter, just so curious on like human curious. behavior and like how people, you know, behave in like scary situations or whatever. And you know what I said to her? I said, just because you're 16 doesn't mean that I, and I'm 50. I said, you teach me so much more. I feel than I teach you. She's like, right. what? She's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, because we were just in this school meeting with all the teachers. And it's just amazing when you give, a, your child can have a voice, not just because they're young, like how they thrive. And I just could see that, like her face light up, probably like your daughter's. I get it. Right. Yes. And it's so, and that's what, like, I, I love that. And thank you for sharing that because I think it is really important because not all not all people, right? We don't remember. We don't go back. And this is why I always say, like, and people laugh, but like, really to be introspective, like, remember things that you loved yes. when you yes. were little. Because yes. when you, so many times, you know, when we're little is when we have that uncluttered, like, brain and we're innocent and we just, we see those things that we're actually good at that we maybe don't realize. And then as you get older and, you know, things happen, life happens. I mean, you, you know this story and some of my listeners know the story, but I never saw myself as creative because I'm dyslexic. And so school yeah. was really hard for me. And of course. I su yeah. sucked, sucked at art. And I think I had an art teacher at one point tell me, you know, stay with your sports because I was a very good athlete. So I did go to yeah. college to, uh, to, and played two sports. But and all of the times, and I even, you know, when I first entered school, I went in as a corporate fitness major fitness. I was like, I'm good at that. That's what I'm going to do. I really hate school. I don't want to be a teacher, but I want to, you know, give people what I know I can do. And corporate fitness, I thought that would be cool. I can help people in corporations get healthy. I was like, who, you know, I get to be, be happy with the people, you know, because I have people skills. I get to have that relationships. I love small talk. I can do all that stuff. 
And um, I hurt my back and then I also had to take anatomy and physiology. Literally, I feel like, I mean, I'm sure it was like months apart, but I feel like it was like two days apart. And that was like, oh wait. And, and when you're in corporate fitness, you do have to take a lot of fitness classes. And I couldn't do that. And then anatomy and physiology, I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna fail this. This is awful. I was like, I don't, I, oh, I can't. Like, yeah. It just, my brain did not work that way. And I'm not putting myself down, but that was not a strength of mine. Yes, I probably could have passed it with like so much effort and so much work, but then where was that gonna translate? And then when I hurt my back, it kind of, I felt like it was a wake up call. I think you need to change your major. <laughs> so I, wow. went, I went into communications cause that's, I am, even though I'm dyslexic, I'm very good at communicating the spoken word. Like people in school would never realize that I struggled so much in the right written when I spoke. So like I would have teachers that would be like, oh my God, you're so, you know, you're so pithy. You have such you're a so articulate, so articulate, so articulate. And then I had to, yes. go write a, I would have to write a paper and they'd be like, oh, you didn't, you didn't try. <laughs> You'd be like, who's this? Who's this person? No, they did. Same they with did. me. It's the same thing. I get it. Yeah. Right. You totally get it. So yes. I, you know, so that was like when I went into communications, I became a radio, television, film major, and I still never saw myself as being creative. Wow. I never saw myself as being creative. But if I look back when I was a kid, I loved storytelling. I loved telling stories. I used to tell like the craziest stories. My parents would always be like, where, where, so what cute. is that? Right. But I never thought about it. Right. I never yeah. thought about it later. So that's why I just said to my daughter, I really want you to remember this, put it in your notes somewhere, put it in your notes. Wow. Like this day you said to me, you know, and, and, you know, she's like, I don't know if I want to write a book, but like Rick Riordan, what a fun life he must have by. And I said, well, you have to think about if you're, if you're an author, you do have to sit in like a room and, and write, like, it's not something where you're like, you know, out moving. However, he gets to create all of that in his brain. Like he gets to sit and make that you know, come to life what he's imagining in his brain. And I think that's pretty freaking cool, you know? I mean, amazing. Like Stephen King, where he wrote it in Colorado in that hotel. Yes, right. You know, like putting yourself in that environment, that creative environment, you know? Yeah, it's very cool. So I love that you brought that up. Anyone else, do you guys want to come up and uh, and add to this conversation? Totally fine. If you don't want to, we'll be on for like another 10 minutes. Um but Shelby, I, you know, I love what you're doing. I love that you created, and if you want to tell, if you guys have not heard Keysock's story, this is on Fireside. It's also on my RSS feed where you guys can see their, you know, the whole story. But do you want to give a little insight to what you um, did and how you created? Yeah. So um, back in 2009, I was going to a Bengals game in the fall, in October, and um, being a mom, I'm always opting for comfort and um, just never really, I, of course I wanted to look cute, but you always want to be warm and it was warm in the day, but I knew when the sun would go down, it was going to get chilly. I own, I owned zero pair of socks and I always wanted to wear like flats or, you know, just an open shoe, a no show shoe, you know, or I wanted a no show sock, but so I would always wear boots or tennis shoes or whatever and just look boring. And so that day I put on a pair of flats and I was like, what am I going to do? Of course, I rated my now ex-husband's knee-high or my ex-husband's sock drawer. He had a million socks. I had zero. And so I went in there and I put on a pair of socks that looked horrible. So I cut a hole out of the top of my sock and that's how they came about. And um, just to get the right manufacturing, to get the right sock took about two and a half years, like to get the right material. 
and um, you know they're all hand cut. So fast forward, so we launched in 2012, and then um, we had been trying to get in Nordstrom forever. And we finally just got a yes. So we're on Nordstrom and then now Nordstrom.com. Key Socks, you can find us on there. We're selling three packs. They they put up four of the SKUs. We're going to have about 18 of them. And then uh, we just got on, we're getting on Shop HQ, which is going to be the home shopping channel. Because it really does have to be described. Because when you say a no-show knee-high, it sounds like an oxymoron. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> a knee-high no-show? Like, what? <laughs> right. So... Um, but Gina's adorable. I just posted it on our, on our Key Socks Instagram. So if you go on there, you can see what they are. And she's precious. So thanks yes, for introducing me to her. I love her. Well, Gina is the best. And what they, what she over there, I'm going to shout them out. I'm going to actually just invite her to see if she can jo- join the show as well. But okay. um, if you guys, if you go to um, Shelby, shout out your um so it's Key Socks. Instagram. Yeah. Key Socks. K-E-Y-S-O-C-K-S. Key Socks. Yes. Yes. And so, and um, one of the women that I've been through my interviewing, she is the CEO of a company called mombombs.com um, or dot, dot org, actually. It's mombomb.org. It is a charity, but they help moms in need. And it's really cool. Oh. The whole story is unbelievable because the woman that started it actually was, um, she had a PR agency. She had all these different things. So she, but she got really sick and they didn't know what was wrong with her. And the only thing that kind of helped her was she started taking these baths. And so she created these bath bombs that were like super organic, super natural, um, just with essential oils. And it, it, she started feeling better. And, and she does have a disease that they couldn't figure out, but they realized that these baths actually were helping her heal. So she started this charity, but it's not just a charity. They, um, created a company behind it. So they are doing all these really amazing things. You guys will see as I um, keep broadcasting and stuff, some of the things I'm actually probably going to be on their board and doing other things with them. Because with my consulting background, my coaching background, um, and my uh, workshop, I would love to help like some, and it's not just moms that need the financial. I mean, they do a lot of financial stuff, but it could be, you could have a neighbor that, you know, has money, but you know that she just like had to get knee surgery and you might want to send her groceries. And so you put your, you know, put uh, a, you go to mombomb.org and you literally just fill something out and be like, this, this is a mom that needs, because what it is is when a mom goes down, the whole house goes down and we all know that. So, um, so it's a really great charity. You guys can check that out. But so Gina, we, um, Shelby had sent her a pair of socks because I said, oh no, she actually bought a pair of socks. I believe she bought them. And then I know you guys, um, through our show, she was like, I need to try these. Um, and so then she just like fell in love with them. And so she does stories on them all the time because she's always, you know, here and there and about, and she lives in Massachusetts. So she wants to sometimes wear the flats, but she, you know, wants to be warm. So they are a really great product. Thank you. Thank you. So yes. cute. And I love that it, it, you know, you guys, you created it in your mind and then you got your sisters involved and you were like, no, this is what I want to do. This is what I meant to do. And you've worked so hard to continue, you know, bringing your brand, you know, to the, to the forefront, you know, you Nordstrom's and all those different things. So, which is really amazing. Thank you. And it is all about manifesting. I mean, creating it in your mind. And then they had called me, um, 
five years ago for Good Morning America, I had five seconds to sell my idea on Times Square with three other people. And the night before when I got to New York, Damon John was was one of was the shark on there. And it was a spoof or spinoff of Shark Tank. And so I literally put the package, put the mannequin leg. I was in this little hotel room in New York and visualized myself before I went to sleep winning. Like I could I actually put yeah. myself in the position of winning. And I did, and it was so amazing. And it really is. But when you manifest and it doesn't work, it's really just God's favor because it wasn't meant to be. And there's been so many things, as you know, that you want so bad. And when they say no, it's like devastating, but you realize it just wasn't the right time. No, right. And I think that I love that you just brought that up. And I do want to talk about that because if you're an entrepreneur or even in say, I mean, sales, any kind of, you know, uh, business, anything, knows sometimes rattle people, right? They're kind of like, oh, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. But really the more no's you get, you're just getting to that yes. And as you said, it's just not the time. It's not the time for that opportunity to come about. It's not the time, maybe that's not the path you're meant to be on, but not sitting in that no and being like, forget it. And then like forgetting about it. No, if you truly believe this is what you're meant to be doing, you have to keep moving forward because the doors will open. Yes, you'll get doors closed, but that just means that that opportunity is not, you're, you're supposed to go left instead of supposed to go right. Um, and so I think that's so important. I love that you brought that up because it really is so true. I mean, it's so like business is like dating too. It's like, there's a fine line between, <laughs> you know, being too pushy and not pushy enough. And am I, am I being aggressive? Am I not? You know, it's kind of like a dance. And it's like the first time I sent Nordstrom samples was before we even had the package created. And I'll ne- this was 2010, Julia. Wow. Julia, I just called you Julia. I, my daughter's best friend is Julia. Juliet, yes. sorry. And <laughs> she's always in my car. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, Julia's my favorite name too. You're so cute. But anyway, um, sh- literally, I'll never forget it. I the, She called me back, the buyer, and she's like, you have the most amazing idea, but this isn't the right time. You've got to get PR behind your belt. You've got to get, right. you know, more lag, no pun intended. And to think that it took that many years and then to finally get a yes, I think the entire world could hear my scream because I'm like, oh my God, like, yes. So, but then the work is in every day. It's an everyday thing. It's not just like, you know, it's like, a flash in the pan. It's like, you think that you're going to get this one thing and this is going to be it. It's not, it's just like everything in life. You just got to keep watering it and feeding it. Right. Yep. And it's a, and it's stepping stone. As you said, it's a dance because it really is true. That's one thing I always, you know, the persistence I think is a really amazing quality to have, um, persistence because not everyone has persistence. And yes, there is a fine line with persistence. I like that is one thing my kids are so persistent. I'm a very persistent person as well. Um, but I will always say to them, like, you have to, you have to know how to handle your persistence. You can't be obnoxious about your persistence because right. If you're obnoxious about it, you're going to turn someone off. But if you're really thoughtful about your persistence, people are going to appreciate it. Because if we think about ourselves, this is what I always say, like, you know, we sent, and I'm sure you do say, I send out email after, you know, I mean, a ton of emails each day. Um, And it's a lot of times looking for sponsors for this, um, you know, whether it's for the podcast, whether it's for another opportunity I'm doing, whether it's for the uh, Super Bowl stuff, you constantly are, are sending out emails. And if you 
keep, like if you have something in your mind that you're like, oh my God, they would be perfect, but you don't know if you're sending it to the right person. But if you keep at that one person respectfully, not like every day sending them something, right? But you send it like in a very thoughtful way. I will a lot of times get people that will say, oh my gosh, thank you so much for following up because I had you in my mind and then life happened and I forgot. Because a lot of times that happens, you know, but sometimes entrepreneurs or people that are just starting out will think, oh, I didn't get a response. So that means they're not interested. No, that doesn't mean that. Until you get a no, you don't know, right? A no or a yes, you don't know. So follow up with it. If you truly believe that that is something that you're supposed to be aligned with, especially when it comes to like sponsorships or like the Nordstrom thing, right? You knew, you're like, no, Nordstrom needs to have this and I'm just going to continue to follow up. But if you did it in a gross way, they're going to be like, I don't even care what your product is. I don't like you as a person. Um, Exactly. I mean, that is so true. And I get, I must get a million emails a day. And the one, the one word of advice I have for people that are trying to get business and obviously for myself, A, do your research on the product and say something in your email that's personal that that person has succeeded. Like somebody will email and they'll go, oh my gosh, your Instagram is amazing. Your product is amazing. You did such a great job on Good Morning America, whatever. And I'll be like, oh my God, they did the research. But I would say nine out of 10 emails I get, they don't even know who they're emailing. It's just like a group email that's like, we'd love to do your you know, your website. You need help on your website. Right. But when they don't make it personable, it's like, I'm not going to email you back because I don't even know who you are. And it's not, you know what I mean? Like so your email, your, the reason why I responded to you immediately is because I felt a warm feeling first when I saw your face and I love your name. And then you were just adorable. And I was like, I so want to be on her show because she's awesome. And you're, you are thankful. It's like the person that wakes up every morning is thankful for everything that they have is the key to success to me in everything in life. Period. End of story. Right? No, it's so true. It's so true. Well, I, I love life. I love what I'm doing. I'm so, and as you said, like, I saw your product and was, and you know, I also have a great admin. That's the thing I have help, but the person that helps me, she and I, I feel, I mean, she's literally like so much younger than me and lives in a different part of the world. However, we connect on such a level, like we have the same sort of thinking that she and I work really well together. And that's the other thing when you are an entrepreneur and you're doing it yourself, it is important. And when you are able to kind of put funds into it, to find that person that can support you, but that also it doesn't feel like you're constantly, you know, fighting with them, right? There was a time where I actually, for my my editor, and he was such a nice guy, but we just were not on the same page. We did not work well together. And it was like every day I would be frustrated. And I was like, this is not working. And it's not bad. It's just that we did not line up. And so it is, you know, those kind of things, as you said, like, you know, connecting with people, but connecting on a personal basis like doing your research, knowing, and then also when you have calls, like I have calls, at, you know, on top of my, um, my interviews, I have calls with people that either want to be on my podcast, or I want them to be on my podcast, or again, for sponsorships. And, um, you know, sometimes it's like, Oh, wait, I didn't do I didn't, like, on Friday, I have like six. The other Friday, I didn't have a chance to kind of go through everything. And I felt it, it didn't like I was like, Oh, my God, who's this person? And why am I talking to them? And so like taking notes, you know, like putting notes. So that's one of the things that I do that's really important is I will sit and I will write down, like, make sure I have 10 minutes before I jump on all my calls on 
um, Friday and just be like, okay, this person is this company. We connected because they want to be on my podcast or I connected with them because I'm interested in having them on my podcast or I'm interested in um, seeing if they want to sponsor the podcast and you know spend money on advertising. And so knowing those things before you jump in is so important. And that one day I felt like so like I was like, oh my God, I did not do my like do my research at all. And it I could feel it. And I could feel that they were like, mm, she doesn't know what she's talking about, or she doesn't realize like we're on a call and she's like, Did you want to be on my podcast? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> You know, but it happens. Well, you can't be perfect every day, Juliet. No, we cannot. We cannot. But so I mean, those and, are the- and that no, is the thing I have to say in, in all these years that we've been in business and it's my sisters and I, and my other sister lives in Florida, but she helps too. But I have to say trusting other people are just so trusting and so not to like toot my own horn and say I'm so nice, but we really are because yeah. I feel that everybody else is going to be as honest as we are. And we have been burned so many times, but at the end of the day, it's my fault because I'm the business owner. I chose those choices. So being a victim is the worst quality, I think, in a human being, unless, unless you know, you really are, you know, a victim. I mean, right. you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. Yes, I but, know what you're saying. Um, but you know, making a choice of choosing somebody that doesn't work with you and keeping it on too long is only going to make you sick and that person sick. So saying no for me as a mom, a business owner is a real hard thing. So I have to say from, you know, the day we started till now, I have really gotten a backbone and realizing that no means no. And, you know, you can't just feel sorry for everybody and think that everybody, you know, needs a job or is the right fit for you. Cause it's, that's the hardest part. We still are doing this all of all ourselves. So, you know, to find that's awesome that you found the right admin cause she's doing a great job. Thank you. And she's, and well, she's she's like single mom. She's just wonderful. So it's also just works. It works well for everything. So um, we're actually coming to that, you know, the end, but uh, Shelby, I wanted to say thank you. And everyone in the audience, um, you know, thanks for joining a, a single YNS live show. Um, but I think this is an important thing. And so we got you guys thinking if you, you know, have been like, huh, what is my purpose? And it's such a broad word, but I think we all have a purpose. As I said, we all don't find it because sometimes we're just moving too forward or sometimes we just get stuck in life where we're like, eh, I guess this is it, but it's not. If you're feeling unsettled, you're not doing what you're meant to be doing. And I challenge you to find that space that you can daydream, right? We tell kids, oh, daydreaming is not good. Daydreaming is wonderful. I love to daydream. Yes. And whether it's my dreaming at night or when I walk the dogs, it is really an important thing to do. And then to be present in your day where you are, why did this person come into my life? What happened here? And not being in a sharky kind of way, but just really being present and, and thinking about it. Like, okay, this opportunity presented itself, why? And again, not like, beating yourself up to be like, I don't know the answer. (laughs) Sometimes it doesn't happen until months later, which is really cool. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story and it's a very random story, but you guys will understand this before we close out. So I am a boxer owner. Anyone that follows me knows I'm obsessed with my boxers, just like with my family, um, with my kids. Boxers are like, literally, if I could have birthed them, they would be like, I think of them as my children. And when I was doing health and fitness, this woman from Boston, and um, if she's listening, Dina, I'm talking about you, um, came into my world and I was helping her out with health and fitness, but it just never really clicked. Like it just was never right the time, but we stayed connected. 
she had a boxer that passed um, from a heart condition. My boxer, Doyle, passed the summer from a heart condition. It was a really terrible time for both of us. And we were able to kind of give each other, you know, really nice um, space for us to kind of just talk and just be like the socks and blah, blah, blah. And I've gone through this, this is my fifth boxer. So I've gone through it before, but Doyle was something special to me. So we happened to fall into Adopter Boxer Rescue is actually a, a rescue that I have a, adopted boxers. If you guys are in the, you know, in the world on the East Coast and you love boxers, we have so many amazing, or you're looking for a dog, especially during this holiday season, <laughs> do not go to a breeder. There's so many dogs out there that are purebred that are in rescues. I'm not, I don't have anything against breeders, but just do your homework because a lot of them, uh, and I shouldn't say a lot of them, that's not fair, but there's breeders that are puppy mills and you don't realize that you're looking on websites and you're like, oh, this looks great. You talk to them, they say it's great. If you do not see where the both parents live and it's like behind a website, it could be a puppy mill and the parents are living a terrible life. We actually had a female um, puppy mill mom and the, watching her come into our house and be like scared of like not even knowing what steps were or being inside was really heartbreaking this is not a PSA for adoption, but it just went there. But my whole perfect point is Dina lost her boxer. I lost my boxer. I happened to adopt another boxer. It was not the time I didn't think I was ready, but he needed Herbie. Anyone that again follows me knows that we have Herbie Han. Um, came into my world. He needed a home. I was like, you know what? We're going to do this. And she was devastated that she could not, you know, that they didn't have their dog anymore. And she was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, why don't you just look at this, you know, adoption agency and, you know, they, whatever. Long story short, she adopted um, a dog. I was able to help kind of get the process to happen faster. And it really healed their heart. And I said to her, this is why we were met to meet. This is so weird. It had nothing to do with the health and fitness. It had nothing to do with that. We were connected and she found me on Insta like Instagram. Like so it was it was something like she saw a story of mine and was like, Oh, I'm gonna follow this woman. She lives in Boston, never have met her, but we are connected because of our loves for dogs. And now I was able to help them because of a situation that I've done work for this rescue that I was able to say, Hey guys, this is a really good family. Can we just, you know, like skip things? They really are mourning the, the loss of their dog and really need this. And I was able to help a dog also that had a, not a great life, literally find the best life. And it just was one of those situations where you just felt really good. But I, I said to her, I was like, this is why we were supposed to meet. And that's so random and so weird. And it's strange that I'm even telling you guys that story. But it really showed itself so apparent when everything just lined up. It was like, okay, this dog needs a home now. Oh my gosh, these people don't have a dog. This dog needs you know, a home without anyone. Um, the rescue was like, well, we don't even know those people. I'm like, I can vouch for them. Trust me. And literally this dog is living the best life. And so you don't know who you meet and why you meet, but if you just stay present in your life and just be a good person, you never know who you can help and who can help you. So that's what I want you guys to do. I want you to find that space where you can daydream, right? You can dream of things that you want in your world and, and write them down and, and make that plan. And then I also want you to, again, be present, be present. Just don't go through life. Don't go through the motions. We have one life. Why do that? Why go through the motions? And if you guys need help with any of it, again, I have my workshop. If you go to my website, which is just iamjulietthan.com, 
Um, it's really affordable. I think right now I have a, a sale price. It's $197 and you can do this kind of self-paced work, just figuring out what your passion is. And so it's kind of, and what your purpose is. You just answer these fun things. You do a little self-work. Why not do a little work during the holidays? I love answering those kind of questions. You ever do like the, you know, the Vogue questions when you were a teenager, it's some of those kind of things. So, um, again, thank you everyone. I hope you liked this episode of your next stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends and join in each week. 